Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to this Monday, July 18th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. And Nick, back from vacation, you did a lot in, uh, what, like eight days or whatever it was? You you went, you hit a lot of places. Yeah, it was a uh, good vacation, got to see a lot of cool things, so had a good time, but glad to be back. Where else would you rather be? Hey, as a sports fan, what, you hit the, the Red Sox-Yankees game, Yeah, the Basketball Naismith Hall of Fame, and then you went to Cooperstown as well. Yeah, yeah, got to see all that. Um, you know, definitely cool to see Fenway Park for the first time. Uh, different, you know, older ballpark, so cool experience there. Uh, Naismith Hall, Hall of Fame was pretty cool, too. Uh, it, it's kind of weird, though. Like, you know how Pro Football Hall of Fame, you have the bust, and then yeah. uh, Cooperstown, you got the the plaques they don't really have anything there for the players it's just like a wall with all the names and then you can like interact with it digitally so i didn't didn't really like that too much because i was kind of looking forward to like some sort of plaque or something for the actual players that you could look at but it was all like digitally and then just a list of names so that was kind of different i guess uh but other than that it, it was really cool and uh you know a lot of a lot of different things to see there and we had a busy weekend of broadcasting the Little League State Tournament 10 to 12-year-olds between uh, getting Martinsburg and Jefferson games in as best as we could. Uh, but something happened last night a lot earlier than anticipated as a local product from the Eastern Panhandle got drafted. And here is the commissioner of the MLB making the announcement. With the 16th pick of the 2022 MLB draft, the Cleveland Guardians select Chase DeLauder an outfielder from James Madison University. The Philadelphia- Chase DeLauder being drafted out of James Madison University, but as many people know him, out of Hedgesville High School in Martinsburg Little League back in the day. Uh, what a great moment it was. Uh, uh, Legion manager Trip Tobin was actually on hand at the draft party last night, caught some pictures. He'll be joining us here in a few minutes to uh, – Talk about him because he was his Legion coach a few years back. And then we'll recap the le- the weekend for the American Legion team as they finished up the regular season. But Chase DeLauder, uh, Hedgesville baseball alum, and I, he was a three-sport athlete at Hedgesville as well. The 2018-2019 West Virginia, well, two-time, what 18 and 19 West Virginia Sports Writers Association Player of the Year and the West Virginia State Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year in 2019, Chase DeLauder getting drafted 16th overall by the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, congratulations to him. We're hoping to have him on the show at some point this week. Uh, he said he talked to Trip last night. Trip talked to him, and he said he would come on, just not today. So we're going to try and nail down a date for you. Uh, but again, Chase DeLauder being drafted 16th overall. Huge for him. Congratulations to him, but for the Eastern Panhandle. Wow. Hometown kid. Yeah, JMU history for him as well. There being the uh, earliest draftee 
for that school and around this area as well, going 16th when I believe he was projected in the uh, second round, I think falling to to, uh, 36 to the Pirates. So going all the way up to round one, pick number 16 for the Cleveland Guardians is huge for him, very uh, well-deserving, and hope it uh, pans out for him there in the system of Cleveland. Yeah, well, I was looking back on some stuff. So uh, following in the middle of this season, I believe in April, he had an ankle injury. So coming into the season, he was projected a top 15 pick. And then I guess he had a little struggles at Florida State, uh, did not have a great weekend there, and then he had that ankle injury. Then he, So he's projected to drop to late late first round, early to mid-second round, and then he's mid-first round. Yeah, and I, I think the talent is there for Chase to lauder. The that's ceiling. maybe why he, he still goes 16 and – I mean, obviously had you know a lot of production at JMU, even though he was limited in games played uh, due to the injury and COVID and stuff like that. So, um, you know, definitely well deserving of that 16th pick, and it's exciting. And baseball's, uh, and we'll talk about this later, I'm sure, when we get into the Orioles and the Nats picks. You know, baseball's such a hard sport to do, predict where teams are going to go with their draft pick number one, and number two, what these guys are going to turn out to be at the next level i think it's probably the toughest one to get right uh because there's just so many factors and such a big difference between you know high school to minor leagues and then major leagues and of course uh from college to minors and majors as well so it's very hard to project i think these guys future uh but for chase the lottery you know that's huge to be the 16th pick in the draft going to be a nice payday for him and also uh, a great opportunity to begin his career in Cleveland. So definitely a big shout-out to him and looking forward to seeing what he's able to do. It's yeah, definitely. Cool and uh, it's, some people know the assistant coach for Martinsburg, Bo Bartley, heavily involved with Martinsburg Little League, was talking to him as he was driving away last night, and he said he actually coached him there for the Martinsburg Little League back in the day. Uh, so a lot of people in the area, you know, happy to see where this kid goes and even people that, you know, played against him. I mean, I was reading – uh, the when he was selected as a Gatorade Player of the Year, you know who's quoted in the Gatorade Player of the Year article that they had put out uh, about what he did in in high school. None other than Aaron Byler said okay. uh, something along the lines of, "He's a guy that our guys never want to face in the lineup." So, a lot to go. That around would have been there. my second guess. <laughs> Who would have been your first be, guess? Uh, John Lowry. Yeah, that would have been a good guess. I just happened Sorry, to glance Aaron. at it last night. It said. He was quoted on when he was the uh, winner. Chase DeLauder is the kid you absolutely don't want to face if you're a pitcher. He's a really tough out, and he's got phenomenal stuff on the mound as well. As he uh, was reading his draft things, he in, in college, so he, got, he went to college to be primarily a pitcher, turned out to be primarily a hitter and an outfielder. And uh, with his stuff in the, in the mid nah, – Early, not, excuse me, uh, lower 90s is the word I was trying to get there. The lower 90s, 90 to 92 stuff on the fastballs. He can probably throw a lot of guys out at home as well. Yeah, and that's what Cleveland's going to be hoping for in their minor league was, system. Yeah, I was hearing the big upside to him was he's young, he's just 20 years old, and he's got a big ceiling. So congratulations to him. We're hoping to have him on the show at some point this week. Uh, but what we'll do right now is we'll step aside for our first break. 
On the other side of that break, we'll be joined by Trip Tobin. He'll talk a little bit about that and then about his Legion team as his Legion team finished the regular season 21-7, and going 2-1 and on the weekend. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Again, Trip Tobin, American Post 14 manager, after this. And I fell heavy into your arms. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. The Berkeley County Youth Fair is celebrating its 75th anniversary, and we invite you to be a part of it. Come enjoy one of the largest and best fairs in the area with all the events you know and love, like our carnival with your favorite rides, games, and prizes, our vendors with your favorite fair food and pop-up shops, our youth exhibitor shows and barns full of livestock to walk through and visit, our daily entertainment featuring demolition derbies, tractor pulls, a rodeo, live concerts, and more. If you've never attended the Berkeley County Youth Fair before, this year is gearing up to be our biggest and best ever. There's something for the whole family to enjoy. We're also excited to launch a brand new Berkeley County Youth Fair app and website experience so you won't miss a thing. Now you can find a full fair map, schedule, vendors, and more all on your smartphone. And our website has been upgraded to help you navigate and find things easier. We look forward to seeing you at the 75th Annual Berkeley County Youth Fair. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you now. Nick back from vacation. Welcome to the program, the manager for the Berkeley Post-14 Hornets, Trip Tobin. And Trip, you uh, must be a happy guy today seeing one of your former players getting drafted in the first round. And I, you texted me last night that you got to hug him, and you hugged the first rounder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a phenomenal young man. Nobody can hang their hat on his success. He, he came from a, you know, small town and, you know, he just he did it on his own. I mean, certainly he had some coaches along the way that, uh, you know, that, that patted him on the back and, and turned him loose. But um, he just, I mean, his size and his athleticism and, and, and his uh, work ethic has just taken his raw, natural, God-given talent and taken it to the next level. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, he did it. I mean, nobody can – can go back and say, well, you know, I coached him or this or that. And, and 
nobody can really hang their hat on success as much as he did in the off seasons and in the summers and what he you know, he elevated his high school program and everybody around him and yeah I'm not taking anything away from anybody that ever coached him because you know you still got to hit the ground balls and 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 throw pitches to him and you know and that type of thing but um I think anybody that ever he ever played for or played with will tell you that he um he was just a beast when they come to work ethic and you were there at his draft party last night and just to be there when his name got called must have been just to to be around his family i couldn't even imagine watching somebody get drafted in the first round when the latest select the projections were to go later in the draft yeah i mean you know there's a hair stand up on the back of your neck you know you, you you're there and you see these guys go and you know they had all this you know, perfect game and Team USA and, you know, Holiday and, and Jones, whose dads were in the majors and, you know, just such star power and to um, it'd be there. I just I, I want to thank, you know, the, the, the Lauder family and Melissa, Frazee and Aaron and Jason, all them for having me down there. It was just a experience I'll never forget. But, um, yeah, just standing on the side and just kind of watching his reaction and, and, uh, you know, just a lot of hard work paid off. And all those JMU uh, fellow teammates were there, and there's some, you know, pretty stout athletes there, and they were just jumping for joy for them. So, I mean, um, you know, there's it's, 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 hard to, it's hard to not be on Chase DeLauder's side knowing what he's done. I, I've seen him leave a ballpark, you know, play you know, three or four bats for the Legion, take off there, drive two or three hours down to a, a small, you know, to a travel showcase, get four or five, six of bats there, drive back. I mean, he just loved the game and wanted to get every, take advantage of every opportunity he could, and it showed in the room. Um, and, you know, Cleveland got an unbelievable uh, uh, draft pick um, in Chase. Chase is, he, he's going to wow them, I believe, with his work ethic and, and, and his ability to adjust and adapt and and um, just just phenomenal atmosphere. Trip, when you were uh, coaching Chase, did you think that this was maybe going to be in his future for him to be an MLB draft pick, and, and not only that, but a first round pick? Yeah, I mean, last night after it was all kind of said and done, I walked out on the the deck there, and John Lowry Jr. was there, and John Lowry also had him, you know, for summers and different things, and had him on the Black Bears team, took him to Morgantown for some looks, and uh, you know, was 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 a give opportunities there. So I asked the same question. I said, when did when did you think, you know, did, did you think this was ever going to be a reality? And he's like, you know, when he was younger, he certainly was you know, unique and, and on top of his class. And, but when he went to the, you know, JMU and started putting up numbers and started really working out and working his core and, you know, and, and, and then he went to the Cape, I think at that point you start to see him separate himself and actually, you know, become, you know, a contender to, or, you know, become a contender to play at the MLB level. And then my second question was basically what you said. Did you, think he had you know when did you think he could be a first rounder you know i mean junior had been you know in mlb affiliates coached at ball state he he coached um two first rounder you know pitchers and you know he he said uh it's an inexact science and i think uh, nick said it earlier i mean it's really the toughest one but um i think like you have to look at where he come from and what he was able to accomplish with the resources that he had and I think that played a big part in it, and, uh, and not to mention the fact that he can hit the ball a ton, and he has a cannon for an arm. So, 
did I know? No. I mean, to me, he's always just been Chase, a uh, very special athlete who, you know, who, who elevated the team. And um, I certainly, you know, hoped and prayed that his goals would, would happen for him. But, you know, uh, like I said, I asked the same question. He's just when when you see him from T-ball to now and the progression, and just see him every day, and, and he's he's one of the guy, one of the one of, one of the boys, you know, one of the players. And um, but 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 he he's a he's a special talented athlete. So I think right around the Cape, and when he went up to JMU and seen the bats he had, and then he came back and hit hit with the guys a little bit, and you could just see the difference in in his stature and his approach and his his baseball IQ is just unbelievably phenomenal trip earlier this summer uh chase came over and helped uh train and coach up a little bit with uh your team there for legion what were some of the things that you noticed that he was uh teaching them that maybe you hadn't yet and things that you learned from him just talking to him well, over the years, I mean, when Chase is in the dugout, any time he, he's around the guys, you know, he, he, he's he's a, a student of the game. He's watching the pitcher. He's trying to pick up anything, any tells, you know, what, what's the pitcher throwing. He like, you know, he wants to know ahead of time. You know, he, he thinks he, you know, he's def, definitely has the ability to take an inexperienced pitcher and 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 find all his tells and and see his change in delivery and things like that. So, he, and, and and he understands, you know, when to set on certain pitches and, but I. I mean, his approach has kind of changed it. We, we joked around the other day, and I said, hey, you know, we were talking to the dugout, and he was there taking some BP with us as he um, just trying to get some swings in. And I said, you know, what, what do you think, you know, you're talking about approach? And Chase said, oh, you're going to get mad if I um, – if I teach my approach now, because my approach is to search for fastballs and hit them over the fence. <laughs> so, you know, he he, uh, he he has that raw power, and um, you know, he he can change the game uh, with one swing. And uh, we we have to uh, we don't have you know eighteen any of their eighteen guys that kind of have that ability at the moment. So um, he gets up there and he takes some hacks and looks for pitches to hit out. But he also talks to the. I mean, what he does bring is the baseball IQ, you know, the, the, the approach to the plate, you know, when it's, when it's an OO count, look for your pitch, you know, don't get into defense mode until, you know, two strikes and just, uh, you know, trying to find the pitcher's tells, uh, you know, stealing bases on, on the catchers and the pitchers, you know, uh, just the little nuances of the game that he elevates it and, and gives you that little extra edge that it takes to, 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 to separate yourself from, you know, raw talent to raw talent with, you know, with, with brains and brawn at the same time, and so I think that's what he brings to the table when he's when he's around the kids and around the t- his, his teammates. He's young; he's just so young. I mean, he just turned in twenty, and just uh, like you said earlier, the ceiling is just you know, sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, last one, I think about Chase Trip. Um, what do you think it says about baseball in this area and just baseball in general that a kid from a small town can? you know, be drafted in the first round, in the middle of the first round, and, uh, you know, hopefully go on to have success? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a text last night, and someone texted me and said, hey, who's the next one out of the gate? And I said, you know, it's until someone, they follow that work ethic, you know, it's going to be really tough. There's a lot of talented kids in the area. There's a tremendous amount of, you know, a hotbed of talent here. Um, but you can't just, you know, you can't just expect to, 
you know, throw the ball 85, 88 mile an hour and mow down high school teams. And, and then that translate into a D1 offer something. I mean, there, I think what he has shown a lot of these young men is take that talent, take the coaching, the opportunities that you have here. And, 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 you know, he, he does crucible and, 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 uh, you know, endurance running and training. And, you know, a lot of times when you said, you know, he come over and take that in practice with us. He was coming back from training would hit and then hit it over to, you know, Frederick to do his crucible. So it's just a, you know, it, it's just a process. And, um, it just, I think what he did, what he showed is yes, it can be done by a small town guy. Yes, it can be done, you know, without having to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go to the, you know, perfect games and the big travel organizations, the Canes and Evos and, and, and those types of organizations. But if you're going to get, you're, you're going to have to, you know, get in that weight room and get on that train, you know, on that bike and get on, you know, get the running, get that core. And, and get on a, a um, you know, it, it just gets stronger and, and, and quicker and more athletic. To, they asked me a couple of times, hey, what's the difference between a D2 and a D1 athlete? And I said, training. You know, it's training. It's training your brain to to, to deal with adversity. It's training your body to, you know, to, to, to um you know, to get stronger, it's just discipline. It's just, it's just. There's a lot of D1 talent around, but it's lazy D1 talent, and it, it translates into JUCO and D2 stuff. I mean, but uh, and then and failure because you can't deal with it. Or guys outwork you. So uh, I think you know we he definitely elevated it to the to that area, and, and, and he showed that it's not just baseball talent. It takes baseball IQ, perseverance. You know, weight room, hitting the weight room every day. You don't feel like it. Um, you know, not getting involved in the party crowd, and you know, you never, you know, keeping you know his nose clean on social media. And, and I've never seen him argue with an umpire. Never seen his field, uh, you know, his, his integrity compromised on the field by, you know, bad body language. All those things are things that are just really tough for young athletes to learn. But if you want to follow an example to, to get to that point, and you know, it, it's it's more than just stats. And now let's transition and talk about your 2022 Berkeley Post 14 Hornets. They've now wrapped up the regular season, 21 and seven, uh, falling mm-hmm. to Morgantown Post two four to one Friday night, beating Wheeling Post one seven to four Saturday, and then getting that redemption against Post two Saturday night, eleven to five. Uh, much better day hitting for you guys on Saturday. Twenty two total hits. Braden Stoudemire led the way with four hits, five RBIs. Uh, is you know you obviously. Uh, get to see two victories out of three games out coming off of that eight game or seven or eight game winning streak. And do you think uh, that this weekend and definitely help your team get ready for the postseason? Yeah, I mean we've seen some good pitching. We've seen some teams that we, you know, in Morgantown where it's going to be in a state tournament. I mean they hosted and and not just because they're the host team, you know, uh, will they be there? But but they are good enough, you know, to be you know, one of the top six teams in the state to be there. So even if they weren't hosting, um, you know, they're going to be a force to deal with in their area and in the state tournament. They're not, I mean, though it's a free ride, you could say, uh, to the state tournament because they're hosting, but they're going to be a, a um, they're not going to be your typical host team. Um, the Fromback young man who, who uh, threw a complete game against us Friday night, didn't have a lot of strikeouts. We had a lot of good contact. Uh, Myland Park Field's a big park, a lot of foul territory, a lot of outfield, and we flew out a lot, had some bad breaks, and one-to-one ball game all the way through. And, 
you know, we got uh, we threw a bunt away, which cost us, um, you know, a couple of runs. A, a big bunt, we threw it away at first, and that was a difference in that game. I mean, the pitching was was, was phenomenal on both sides. Um, so I think it was a good for both teams to get ready for the state. We got a, you know, I, I, it, it, you know, they're going to be, I believe, certainly going to be one of the top three teams in the state once all said and done. If not, you know, uh, in a state championship and in Wheeling. I mean, Wheeling, Area 1, that's who the Area 4, us or Potomac Valley, will open up with Area 1 in the state tournament on Tuesday, next Tuesday at um, 1 o'clock. So should we prevail against Potomac Valley and they prevail against Parkersburg, you know, it could be a rematch for the very first game of the state tournament. And uh, it was a... You know, it was a five to four, four to four ball game. Way you know to the end of it, that we finally pulled away with a couple runs. Stottlemyre got a, they gave us a couple free bases, and we got a base hit, and Stottlemyre got a ball to the fence, passed the left fielder, it cleared the bases. But um, other than that, you know that both those games were, uh, you know, neck and neck games up to that point. So um, going to be good competition, going to be a good state tournament. I think area. Uh, for us in Potomac Valley, whoever you know moves forward is going to be competitive. I think you know Morgantown is going to be competitive. So I think we've seen you know some of the good competition in the state this weekend and got some good reps and and we're able to throw our pitchers and I'm proud of what they were able to do over the weekend. You just mentioned you guys will be taking on Potomac Valley Post 64 starting here this Wednesday in a best two out of three. Is everybody healthy and will be there? And who, uh, if anybody that you've chosen yet, is expected to pitch? Um, I mean, I think we're all healthy. I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna you know throw it. I mean, Braden Stottlemyre, um, Dylan Stevens both through three or four innings this weekend to get to, to prepped up. Uh, for the weekend, um, to Chase Herndon through three innings. I think he struck out eight and three and two thirds. I mean, his ball's really moving. You know, his, his changeup's pretty heavy and dropping out of the zone, causing pitchers to to miss. Um, we're getting. I think I think Myers is back 100%. He threw uh, really well this weekend, and he had a great bullpen, and you know, he hit the radar gun about 85. So I think his arm is back to to healthy and and um, and uh, and he threw against some good competition. Uh, you know, as a rising junior, um, I think you know he's going to make a splash here. And one of the kids don't have a lot of innings. Uh, finally got a long start there and got cleared from you know his pitching coach Sam to go. So you know we're going to talk to him today, see who feels good, and you know make sure. I mean we 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 beat him up pretty good this weekend. Drug him up and down, uh, you know, on the road. Got him up and moved around early in the morning and pushed their buttons and had a couple batting practice sessions. And even yesterday we had a, you know, a session and, and, uh, even, even after they were worn out. So, um, we, uh, you know, Stevens, Stottlemyre, Myers, all those guys are certainly capable of starting. Um, Herndon, Boer, those guys are certainly capable of coming in, shutting some things down. And then Hartman has kind of taken on a little bit of a closure role, um, He's a little beat up from football, so you don't expect him any time to go too deep in the game, but he can really come in fresh, you know, in the sixth, seventh inning and shut things down and pound the strike zone. So I'm feeling really good about those guys. And, you know, Edwards is away this week. There's no there's no um, lie about that, no way to cover that. I think it was his vacation plan from day one. So get through Potomac Valley and get him back for a game in the state, and it'll be another, uh, another val- uh, a valuable starter that we have. Trip Tobin, our guest. Thanks for the time, Trip, and we'll see you later this week. And uh, thanks for talking to Chase last night. Hopefully, he'll be yeah. on sometime this week. 
Yeah, he said, he, 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 I told him, he said, call me in the morning. I said, no, I'll wait and I'll call you tomorrow night. I think uh, take, he had to go to the airport, take his girlfriend to the airport, and then doing some golfing today with one of the JMU fellows, Matt Kleinfeltner. It's his 22nd birthday. I want to wish him a happy birthday and hope they have a great day together. And the teammates are all in town, and it's just a great atmosphere. And congratulations to them guys, and happy birthday to Matt. And see you guys in a couple of days. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks for the time, Trip. See ya. That was Trip Tobin, Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager, taking time with us to talk about his former player for Legion, Chase DeLauder, getting drafted, and obviously close relationship there, getting invited to that draft party last night. And there's a bunch of other people there. And, uh, you know, then talking about his Legion team who's ready to take on uh, Post 64 in the area tournament. Yeah, it sounded uh, like a fun time there last night and get to enjoy some time today out on the golf course before this uh, weather possibly comes here today hopefully that stays away so we can get little league baseball which we'll be talking about next yeah we'll actually take a break here and this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's home store not so supply store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living it is family owned and operated located at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg you can go to com for more uh timing wise we'll take a break here when we come back we'll talk wrap up the weekend from little league state tournament action then preview tonight and then we'll get into the mlb news of the weekend and the home run derby preview that's it that's after this two minute break you're tuned to sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 hi this is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. Are you at risk for a heart attack or stroke? WV Medicine would like to remind you it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms so you can seek medical attention FAST. The acronym FAST stands for F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, S, speech difficulty, and T, time to call 911. If you are having a stroke, get medical attention right away. Immediate treatment may decrease the risk of disability and prevent death. This important message is brought to you by WVU Medicine. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix for your July 18, 2022. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. The whole crew back together again. And uh, we will be, I guess, minus one day, but you'll be calling in next Friday. Yeah, I will be in uh, Cincinnati next Friday getting ready to go to an Orioles game with uh, my family. So going to be enjoying an O's game that day and on a Saturday as well and then come back Sunday. Yeah, but uh, next Friday we'll do a little special show thanking uh, Avery Newport, our former intern, now part-time employee for all he's done the last few months because he did a lot there that week we were in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> he, uh, he, he ran the ship per se. And uh, he's heading off to grad school at University of Maryland, as we've talked about on the show. But we'll do a uh, kind of a special show next Friday. And uh, you'll call in and just talk a little bit. Uh, but now let's talk Little League Baseball. We covered the Little League State Tournament all weekend long live from Oatsdale Park and did our best to get as many games in as possible. But uh, the way the bracket was set up didn't do us any favors. And uh, we tried to keep everybody updated via game changer that we had access to during our game that we were broadcasting. But the Jefferson 10-12 to year old All-Star team is in the consolation bracket final at this year's state tournament as Jefferson beat Somersville 5-1 to Friday, dropped a game to Ona Milton Saturday before beating both Chapmanville and Elk District 18-0, 12-2-respectively Sunday. To make it to today, the game which is set for 8 p.m. we'll have for you radio, TV, and YouTube as they just continually after you know after that tough game they had i believe it was a five nothing loss on saturday to Ona milton where the Ona milton pitcher was just dominant from what i understand uh he came back yesterday at the 10 a.m game against chapmanville and just uh completely destroyed the ball and took advantage of mistakes yeah that uh loss the only game that we didn't have for jefferson but when we've seen them they've been absolutely dominant especially yesterday as spencer just briefly mentioned uh combined 30 runs in the two games an 18 nothing win against chapmanville and then a 12-2 win against elk district so hopefully jefferson's ready to go today and i think they'll have a slight advantage only having to play one game today and the team that they'll be facing will have to play back-to-back games yeah they will have to play back-to-back games uh, and then Martinsburg finished the tournament two and two after beating Logan seven to six Friday in a game that we had that was a very good back and forth contest. They fell unfortunately to Sh- uh, Shinston Clarksburg two nothing Saturday, which forced them to play yesterday. And then they beat Elkins thirteen to three before fall uh, before falling to Barbersville nineteen to nine to end their tournament run. Uh, but they had a pretty good tournament run as well. Um, with uh, Donovan Nichols winning that home run derby, and he was able to hit a dinger in that first game Friday night. Yeah, that Martinsburg-Logan uh, game was a fun one to have that really set the tone, I felt like, for this Little League tournament that's been an absolute blast to see. We watched a couple other games in between uh, the Jefferson games yesterday, and there's a lot of great competition, and the kids are all friendly as well afterwards, just having a grand old time getting to come here, meet new people, get to hang out with their friends on their team. So I think even though at times, obviously, when you're eliminated, it's sad. But then even what we saw with uh, Chapmanville, they came out of the dugout after being blown out 18 nothing, went on the field, took a group picture, and you could still see smiles on their faces because they yeah. realized they just got to make it to a state tournament representing their district, which 
I, I don't know enough about Chapmanville to say, but they probably won't know many other kids that can say that. Definitely, 100%. And uh, Martinsburg had a great run. Jefferson's run will continue. We're also adding the Shinston-Clarksburg game tonight uh, versus – now it's out of my head. Who are they playing? Hurricane. Hurricane, that's a 5.30 game on a field two. We'll stay on field two uh, with Jefferson playing a uh, game there. The oddity, though, is that the team they're playing has got to come down to the other field. And us broadcast logistics-wise, uh, it was a tough one Friday night making the, the move there in less than 20 minutes. So we decided we'll just stay on field two, broadcast another game. and uh, But want to give a shout-out, as we've done all weekend, to all the volunteers there at Martinsburg Little League and all of District 6 for all that they've done to get those fields ready and you know the maintenance that you have to do between games and then the people running the scoreboard, running the, the Little League uh, affidavits, I believe they're called, and the scoreboards, the PA announcers, and just everybody there volunteering, the concession stand workers, the umpires, um, they uh, are all volunteers, and they have done a great job so far, including Nevin Kilmer, who is the tournament host by technicality as the District 6 gets the host. He's running the tournament uh, as the District 6 administrator. Uh, but him and his crew and everybody at the Martinsburg Little League, and I guess, honestly, we'll say all of District 6 because I saw Hedgesville uh, Little League uh, parents there. I saw uh, Jefferson mm-hmm. Little League parents there. Um, just across the board, a well well put together tournament, and thank them for allowing us to broadcast those games, and uh, all the, they've given the water to us, asking us if we needed water, uh, letting us come inside the AC yesterday when we had a few hours off. Just hats off to all of them that they did over there, and they're continuing to do through Wednesday. And I know today might be a little hard to get these games in, depending on the weather. Yeah, looking forward to it tonight. Um, you know, get those. Get back on the headset, which will be good. That's yeah. true, yeah. And uh, see some of these teams again. I mean, Jefferson has been very impressive when we saw, when I saw them and what, what I saw last night as well. So, um, you know, I think they have a good team. And I think they have a chance still to win it, but I was pretty surprised that they were knocked off and were shut out. Uh, so, and they have a chance to possibly play that same Ona Milton team if yeah. uh, Ona Milton loses. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure – you know they got obviously a pretty good team so that should be you know a really good matchup if they do meet up again but i think at this point too i mean you're getting down to the final few teams so it's it's going to be hopefully really competitive uh baseball uh you know scores have kind of been up and down but i mean like you guys said it's an achievement to make the state tournament um and it, and it is all about you know kind of having fun and stuff i mean the chances of making to williamsport are so hard to do that obviously that's your goal but it's like also your goal is to have fun and and just get better at baseball as an individual i think you're able to do that and stuff stuff like that in in playing and stuff like this i guess i should say and i almost forgot another advantage that i want to add i mentioned the one being that they only have to play one game today the team that they face will have to play two and if jefferson wins even though they came out of the loser's bracket for the final four, that final four is single elimination, so it doesn't matter that they lost. They can still knock off a team in the winner's bracket and move on. They wouldn't have to beat that team twice. Yeah, that is definitely true. And they true. played two short games yesterday. Exactly. Yeah, they so only I think wasted they only two went, pitchers. Yeah, they only seven innings mm-hmm. of pitching, and one was 30 pitches, I remember off the top of my head, and I yeah, don't Damian know the Yeah, Damian Vogel, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we see today. 
Maybe not today. Maybe dem- I don't know. If Thirty pitches. I think he's got to have a That's day true. of rest. Yeah. Uh, but definitely he has the ability to do so tomorrow. Uh, but again, thank those volunteers. They did. A, they've done a great job, and will continue to do a great job for the next few days. Uh, but we'll wrap up this segment. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, the Nationals and a and their All Star, two time All Star slugger. Uh, he might be on the move as big stuff came out over the weekend. Uh, the home run derby tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, but again, tonight we'll have two games for you. Shinston Clarksburg versus Hurricane 5.30 p.m. And then Jefferson awaiting the loser of Ona Milton. And who's the other team? Bridgeport. 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 Uh, that game we'll have for you at 8 p.m. But we'll again keep you updated on the Little League Tournament on our social media and tomorrow on the show. But after this break, we'll get into the Nationals, the Nationals draft, Orioles draft as well, wrap things up. And that's after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. If you love some delicious smoked barbecue but don't know where to go, then you're in luck. Smokin' Southern Barbecue has smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, and brisket all topped with some homemade barbecue sauce. Smokin' Southern Style Barbecue is located at 2142 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them at 304-620-7651. So stop on in to Smokin' Southern Style Barbecue in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your July 18, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us for this final nine or so minutes of the show. Uh, Breaking news came out Sunday, I guess early afternoon, uh, about 12 or so, from Ken Rosenthal, excuse me, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic and Fox Sports. He's their, uh, I guess, 
dugout reporter for their games as Is well. He still I with Fox? A little bit. He wasn't, okay. and then he was. He came back to just be the the dugout reporter for the games. He doesn't. He's not an analyst. Gotcha. For like their baseball shows or their website. Uh, but Juan Soto has rejected a four hundred and forty million dollar contract extension. Uh, that extension, though, was the third proposal the Nats had had to him in recent months, and it did not include any deferred money which is crazy because as we know the nationals love their deferred money for their stars i mean you saw that with steven strasberg's newest contract max scherzer had the eight-year contract 16 total as eight were deferred so they're still paying him for the next seven years after this year um but again i believe it all came down to the annual value the 15-year 440 million dollar extension would put him i believe at about uh, 29.5 mil a year or something along those lines and a guy like Mike Trout, who signed that 12-year, $426.5 million deal, has a, uh, I believe it's like 35.5 AAV. So uh, the Nats, they'll have club control with him for the next two and a half years. Uh, now they're entertaining offers on the now two-time All-Star. Well, hey, Nats, value. I'll sign that contract. I mean, it's yeah. the largest contract in MLB history. Yeah, but yeah. I mean... Who cares I think- that it's 29.5 a year? Boo-hoo. Well, his, guess you who his want agent to be is? There. It's who's the first agent? bad year. Who's his agent? I know. Scott Boris. Yeah. The man is going to get more, though, from other teams. you got to believe it, it. 29 mil a year is not that much when you think about what the other guys The first bad year in Washington, paid. and he wants to bail. I don't no, know. actually, I he, he doesn't. Do the money. So it, it, he doesn't want to bail, and he was... So they were bad last year. He had a... Di- so not like this. He was open, which was kind of weird to me, is that... On Saturday, you know they do the MLB will do uh, they'll do media availability, but prior to games, mm-hmm. he was available for the media prior to the game, and I guess he went to the PR and he said, "Please let me speak before the game," because he was so disappointed that the contract got leaked because he likes doing that behind closed doors. That's why we hadn't really heard anything except for you know reported stuff a couple weeks back. There was something reported. Uh, but he was disappointed, and he the way that he talked, he said he loved Washington, but... Of course he's going to say that. Yeah, That's but... That's what they're all going to say. Yeah, but he doesn't want to get traded is my thing. Did the he way say that, that? The way that he sounded, he doesn't want to get traded. And, you know, Juan Soto, I believe, like, only 22 years old right now. I think so. he's 23. Yeah, he's our age, but I believe. Either 23, way. 23, he he's turning yeah. 24, but still, I mean, that's... I think from the Nationals' With two and a half though, years left, that's a lot because they'll have to go through arbitration. Yeah. I think from the Nationals' perspective, though, I mean, if they don't think they can come to a deal, like I don't know what Soto's asking price is, and and they just think the difference is too much for them to realistically pay that and still have a competitive team, I mean, Juan Soto's value is probably at its peak right now if you trade him with the two years of mm-hmm. arbitration still left. Uh, that's going to be a hard trade. It, it's going to receive a ton back, you would think. Yes, but it's oh, going to be, be the biggest trade in baseball. It's going to be a hard trade because then these teams are like, well, we've got to deal with his arbitration numbers for the next two years. Well, you got to figure there's only a few teams that can realistically make this trade in terms of what they're going to pay yeah. this guy. You know, like the Orioles have like prospects that they could give up, but the Orioles aren't going to pay him four hundred forty million plus, uh, or a team. So it's it's going to come down to you know our usual suspects you know the Dodgers the Giants the Yankees the teams that have the maybe money maybe the Mets maybe the Mets um, but they're got a lot Dark of guys Horse, under contract Boston. 
Yeah, Boston could you be got, the mix. You got this Boston thing going on. I don't think they need something to compete. They're trying right now. I just don't think that's gonna gonna be a thing there in Boston. But it's it's gonna be one of those big money clubs that eventually comes forward and you know makes the deal for Juan Soto. Um, I guess that's kind of all my thoughts on it. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. I think if the Nationals couldn't couldn't make a good offer. The team's struggling right now. It makes sense, I think, from Well, also this potential sale of the team. I just saw an article. I'll have to dig into it. We don't really have the time to do it. Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated just wrote an article about how the potential, the most likely sale of the Nationals has something to do with this contract extension uh, because, you know, in baseball it's different. The money doesn't, you know, the, there's no salary cap, so the money is coming from these owners. It's true. So... A lot to keep up with that, but Juan Soto, uh, he'll tonight, he'll be in the Home Run Derby and his, make his second straight All-Star appearance as well as his second straight Home Run Derby. Uh, with a few minutes left, let's kind of preview this Home Run Derby. Uh, Nick, we didn't have you on last week to talk about after the full eight-team field or eight-player field was revealed. Uh, the brackets revealed. Uh, Kyle Schwarber versus Albert Pujols in round one. Um, Schwarber just killing the ball as he's done these last two June and July's and Albert Pujols the legacy pick here uh at odds the big odds for him to win in the betting uh places you'd make a lot of money if he were to win the thing but I don't think he's got the ability to I think it's got to be Kyle Schwarber in this round yeah I think Kyle Schwarber has a good chance to win the whole thing um and Colin and I were talking beforehand you know Pujols might not have the energy to last for an entire home run derby as cool as it would be to see him win it. Yeah, I'm cheering for Pujols. I, that growing up, just to go quickly, he's been my favorite player that's a non-Oriole. So I hope he wins, but I mentioned to Nick before the show, when he's used to participating in a home run, it was back when it was 10 outs and then you're done. It's not this three minutes, go, go, go. So it'll be interesting to see how he can do, and I think Schwarber will get the best of him in that one. Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez, the other pairing here on this one side. Soto. Soto, I've got Soto as well. Corey Seager versus Rodriguez there from the Mariners. Give me Seager. Seager. Seager's familiar with the stadium. Exactly. But give me the young guy, Julio Rodriguez. I've got Julio as well. Pete Alonzo, Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr. Pete Alonzo? Pete Alonzo. I'm got going Pete crazy Alonzo. with it. Give me Acuna. I've got Pete Alonzo. So oh. then the next round. We're going to see a new winner. All right. Well, then the next round, who do you have? Because I have Swerber versus Soto, and I've got Soto, and then Rodriguez versus Alonzo, and then in the finals, I've got Pete Alonzo beating Juan Soto. Schwarber, and I'll go with Acuna, and Acuna wins. I'll go uh, Schwarber and Alonzo, and I'll go uh, Kyle Schwarber wins it this year. All right, there you go. There's our picks for the Home Run Derby. We'll get into uh, other stuff tomorrow, the draft recap a little bit. We'll talk about the first season wrap-up, but here we've got about a minute left in the show. Uh, The Open Championship over the weekend uh, the guys that were at the top of the leaderboard after Thursday and Friday, they were still there come Sunday as Cameron Smith wins with a 20 under par. Cameron Young gets second with a 19 under par. Rory McIlroy kind of flubs it there at the end, finishes with an 18 under par, the top three there. We were able to watch a good portion of that final round yesterday between games yesterday, and it was an entertaining round, Colin. Yeah, Saturday it looked like it was going to be McIlroy, but as you said, uh, 
Smith and Young just going out there and having a great Sunday, and now the Australian uh, might go to live, I think I heard. Whoa, I'll talk about that tomorrow, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Trip Tobin on coming on for talking about Chase DeLauder getting drafted. We'll hopefully have him at some point this week and about his Legion team, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Trip Tobin, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spetsch. we saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for Jefferson Little League Baseball and tomorrow on the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.